Market Foolery is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com fool and using the promo code fool at checkout. It's Tuesday, June 12th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio, it's David Kretzman, back from the Great White North. Absolutely. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to be back. So, we're taping this on Monday afternoon. Uh, so, if there's breaking news Tuesday morning and we're not talking about it, that's why we're taping this on Monday afternoon. Hopefully, the news fairy cooperates with us and yes. gives us a dull day tomorrow. If, if the news fairy wants to show up later in the week, that's fine. We're, to- <laughs> we're, we're 100% fans of the news fairy, just maybe not Tuesday morning. Uh, so, anyone who follows you on Twitter, and if you're on Twitter and you're not following David Kretzman, you can. It's uh, at David underscore Kretzman. But anyone who does follow you on Twitter probably knows where you spent the weekend. You were up in Canada at a cannabis convention. Never thought that would be part of my professional life, <laughs> ever. <laughs> but I here was, we are. I was going to ask. <laughs> so, when you started working here at The Fool, um, and just to set the context, and we've. We, Every now and then, we will talk about, certainly in Canada, but also here in the United States, the, the growing legalization of marijuana. We continue to get it's it's one of the most popular questions we've gotten over the last two years on this podcast. Is as people see this trend growing, what is the way to invest into it? Canada is expected to legalize cannabis use across the country. I, the last thing I read was that it had, it had passed something in the Senate, and now it's going back to the House of Commons. So we'll, we'll leave it to the Canadian politicians to work through that. But in terms of this convention, and there are a few things I want to get to, but let's just start with your headline. What was your main takeaway from this event? There's a lot of smart, energetic people working in the cannabis space. Uh, they're not all laid back, you know. <laughs> they're they're not uh, yeah f- feeling the full effects of the products that they're uh, you know pushing. But th- this is a really exciting space, and I think for the past couple of years, I and I think a lot of other people tended to to write it off because for a long time there has been so much speculation and hype in the industry. Like in Canada, medical marijuana has been legal for a few years on a national level. So you have some of the companies like Canopy Growth and Aurora, which are now trading for multi-billion-dollar market caps, even though you know they're they're trailing historical numbers. Really, are almost non-existent. Like uh, Canopy, right now, the largest cannabis company in the world, they generated about twenty-one million dollars of revenue in the last quarter, and they have about an eight billion dollar market cap. Wow! So, so th- there really is so much hype uh, and uh, high expectations for what the future will bring. But I think we're now finally at the point with legalized marijuana on the horizon in, in Canada, where we are going to see who's. Right now, basically, all the companies are walking the walk, but soon we'll be able to see who's talking the talk. Because essentially, all you Wait, have. Don't you mean the reverse? Yes, I yes. think I do. Yes, yeah. yes. Everyone's so, talking the talk. That's right. Yeah, that, that's why you're the host, Chris. <laughs> yes. So, so soon, the, the way I see it, we will see who's going to be walking the walk. Because at this point, you have some companies who are set up with uh, medical marijuana products, and you know, you, you can sell that in, in a limited way in Canada right now on a national scale, but. Soon, uh, we'll get a sense for which strategies are actually 
capable of being implemented, which companies have a sustainable competitive advantage, because at this point, it's still so much of it is, is hypothetical, and you're taking companies for their words for, for what they can do this year and beyond. But a really exciting time in the space. So, this was a three day conference in Toronto, uh, over 100 speakers, breakout sessions, main stage sessions, um, a, a trade show floor with a more than 200 vendors on it. And obviously, there are a lot of opportunities. I got to say, though, I was looking at some information on the event itself. And the thing that leapt out to me that I wasn't prepared for was um, a session uh, for pets. It was a (laughs) session entitled Ask the Vet Pets and Cannabis. Like, is this really, is this really how wide the opportunity is? For this industry, hey, you know, pets deal with depression and aches too. So why can't they benefit from uh, cannabis as well? Yeah, more than one company I talked to, they're planning to enter a lot of verticals, including pets. I don't know how big of a category that will be, but I mean, people love to treat their pets <laughs> well these days and pamper their pets. So uh, I mean, potentially, you know, cannabis could be a way to help treat. Pain or I guess anxiety with with pets because they I, apparently you know pets will deal with the same emotions and ailments that that humans do. So it, right now that uh, it's almost like a shotgun approach with with this whole industry because w- with recreational cannabis coming online in the coming months in Canada, it's almost like the floodgates are opening. You you have an industry here that has been under prohibition for 90 years or so. You know people use the product. You know there are a lot of avid fans of the product, but it hasn't been uh, accessible on a, on a legal scale. So, at this point, all of a sudden, you're going to have a rush to, to grab as much market share as you can as quickly as possible, and then just build out these brands and distributions. So, you have a lot of companies um, basically jockeying for a position with slightly different strategies or where they're going to focus initially. Um, and uh, to me, that, that's what makes, it, makes this an especially uh, fascinating time. So we've talked before about uh, CES, Consumer mm-hmm. Electronics Show, uh, which happens the first week of January every year. You've been to that a couple of times, and we've talked in the, in the past when you've gotten back from that, and we don't have to name specific industries, but just think of any sort of tech industry, uh, any, any sort of uh, fad, for lack of a better word, in consumer technology, and you go to CES. And you go to the trade show floor, which is bigger than the trade show floor that we're talking about for this event. But you go to the trade show floor at CES, and there's 25 companies that are all modeling their version of whatever this consumer tech is. And as an investor, you look at that and you think, there's no way they all survive. Is this, on a smaller scale, a similar situation that you saw in Toronto, where you look at, look, a lot of these, there's a big market opportunity, there's going to be a land grab, but there's no way they can all survive. No, I think that's the the right way to think about it. Most of the people I talk to, they think there will probably be there will probably be four to six major companies that come out and establish themselves as brands within Canada, and then eventually on a global scale, just as more and more countries embrace medical and recreational um, cannabis use on a legal level. So, uh, yeah, in that, in that sense, um, you know, there will be consolidation. There might be. There will probably continue to be a lot of mergers and acquisitions, which we've already seen up to this point. Aurora being uh, being the main one as far as M and A activity, making uh, two huge acquisitions so far this year. And then you'll you'll see a lot of these smaller companies. I think eventually, um, you know, flub out. Uh, 
And, and it's interesting too because marijuana is an agricultural product. So, so just getting a license to cultivate and sell marijuana in Canada, that alone isn't. It's not a golden ticket. Like you, you need to do more to establish and build a brand, uh, find partnerships, find ways to get your product in front of consumers. And at this point, it's still not completely sure what the rules will be as far as selling to consumers. Whether you'll even be able to have a brand on the product. So uh, there are still uh, some some question marks there. And I think as investors, the tricky part is at this point, you don't have a whole lot in the way of historical numbers to go off of. So you're really judging the companies based on their leadership team. The hypothetical scenarios and projections that the companies themselves are putting out, and then you're trying to get a sense for how big this market will be and how quickly. Uh, so, so that's uh, for for me as an analyst, it's it's fascinating. It's I think you're you're almost approaching it like a venture capitalist, but in the public markets because a lot of these companies are public in Canada, uh, but but. I think you almost have to spread a lot of bets as an investor. Go into it with that mindset where you'll probably have a couple really big winners, but then a lot of companies that die out. And ideally, when you're thinking about investing in this space, you find some of those winners. In terms of the executives that you spoke with, because I know you had the chance to interview some and even just have casual conversations with others, was there any sort of common refrain that you heard from executives in the cannabis industry regarding? Uh, fear is there is probably too strong and and definitely an inaccurate word, but but in terms of here's the thing we're not sure about. We have a lot of enthusiasm about X, Y, and Z, but the thing that we're not sure about is X. Was there any sort of common refrain there, or did it really just depend on the company itself? It depends on on the company. You know, some companies are saying, "Hey, compared to Canopy Growth, like we're way undervalued." Uh, but it might just then the question is, well, is Canopy Growth? Overvalued, <laughs> you know, so it might not be a case that many companies are undervalued. Maybe they're fairly valued, and Canopy is overvalued. Um, so, sorry, repeat your question again. Just any sort of common concern you might have heard. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think sort of the the common consensus with a lot of experts and insiders within the industry is that, especially for these the the companies with the higher valuations, like in the multi billion dollars, the Canadian market alone is. Not close to big enough to support those valuations anytime soon. Uh, so, really, the name of the game for these bigger companies with these higher valuations to justify that higher valuation, they need to make inroads quickly into international markets. So, you're seeing Germany, Denmark, uh, some countries in South America, Australia. You're seeing a lot of these companies try to strike up uh, some sort of distribution partnership or brand partnership, uh, licensing agreements uh, with, with entities or companies. In these foreign markets, because eventually the the European market will be far bigger than Canada. Like Canada itself, the the reason Canada is front and center here is just because they're going to be the first to legalize it on a recreational scale. But Canada will will probably be uh, a smaller market than you know California and Oregon and Colorado. So it, it really is an interesting position for for Canada to be in. I think that's why investors should be paying attention to the Canadian companies because just by virtue of uh, how a lot of countries around the world are approaching this and taking a more of a prohibitive stance on marijuana, it gives these Canadian companies a chance to become the established global brands. Before we go any further, I want to say a quick thanks to Casper. I don't know the last time you bought a mattress, but if it's been a while, then you should really think about checking out Casper. Their mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. 
and they make buying a mattress easy. You order online, it's delivered right to your door in a compact box, free shipping and free returns in the U.S. and in Canada, and it comes with a risk-free 100-day trial. And considering we spend one-third of our lives on a mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on it before committing. And that's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. Imagine that, actually sleeping on the mattress, not just being in a showroom floor under the bright lights. Uh, some of our coworkers here at The Fool have Casper mattresses and absolutely love them. Again, it's available in the U.S., Canada, and now the U.K., and you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com fool and using the promo code fool at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com fool and use the promo code fool at checkout. One more question on the executives that I have it has to do not with Canada, but with the United States. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you heard regarding how they view the United States, whether it's as a market opportunity or what's happening in Canada right now on a legalization level is absolutely coming to the United States? Like, Did you hear any sort of predictions along those lines? Well, it, really not, not not particularly. There there are um, you know a, a lot of scenarios being walked through. Like uh, apparently Donald Trump, sometime last week, he said you know he was open to the idea of decriminalizing marijuana on a federal level, which would open the door for more states for there to be more of a uniform law in the U.S. But at this point, the the U.S. is. Uh, it's a scrambled market because you have a few states that have legalized it uh, uh, medically. You have some who have uh, legalized it um, uh, recreationally. But since there isn't that uniform federal law, one way or another, that at least enables um, uh, companies and states to go forward with these laws without fear of federal you know, persecution, uh, you have a lot of fragmented markets in the U.S., so each state's a little bit different. And for companies, it's hard to really build anything along the lines of like a national brand that, that consumers know. And, and another interesting thing is within California and Oregon, you have thousands of licensed producers, people who can, people or companies who can grow marijuana. So far, Health Canada has only given out around a hundred or so licenses to grow. So, at least initially, the uh, the number of licensed producers of marijuana in Canada will be much more consolidated compared to what we've seen in some states. Because apparently in Oregon, uh, in particular, the, the market has just been flooded with, with product, and it's been very tough for any any company to gain any sort of meaningful uh, traction as a brand. But I think down the road, uh, I, I, all eyes are on Canada. I think whether you're in Europe or South America or the U.S., just to see how this process goes with legalizing uh, recreational cannabis and assuming it goes smoothly. And I think most people, certainly people in the industry, they think it will go smoothly. Then you'll see uh, more countries loosen up and be willing to, you know, if nothing else, allow medical marijuana, but eventually recreational marijuana and. If and when the U.S. gets to that point, uh, it'll by far be be the biggest market. So I, I think a lot of companies are looking at this point, maybe finding some sort of licensing agreement uh, into the U.S. or vice versa. If you're a U.S. company looking to bring your brand into Canada, because it's much, I think it'll be easier for companies to establish a brand in Canada. But realistically, I, I think 
most most companies are probably thinking maybe in like three to five years you'll see the U.S. Uh, market be more accessible on a national scale. But in the meantime, uh, it's a tricky market just with it being so local and still so many question marks over what you know Attorney General Jeff Sessions will do. Uh, you know what what the president may or may not embrace. So still a lot of question marks with the U.S. I mentioned at the top that in terms of industry questions, we've gotten more questions about this industry over the last two years than any other industry that I can think of. Um, and you told me right before we started taping, um, uh, you've set up a, a special website just for this. Yeah. So essentially, the reason I was at this conference is uh, in Motley Fool Canada. We, we've long gotten questions about the cannabis space, and I think given the fact that recreational cannabis in Canada is very close as soon as a month, but probably within the next few months it'll be legal, and you'll start to see which companies are legitimate and which companies are worthwhile. Um, you know, from an investing perspective, basically the speculation will start to diminish, and I think we'll be able to take our capital F foolish business focused approach uh, to this space. We're in the process of putting together a product looking at at the cannabis space. So at fool.ca slash marijuana what is it? Marijuana moment? All one word. <laughs> marijuana moment. Yeah. Fool.ca slash marijuana moment. Uh, you can sign up for updates, which we'll be sending out in the next a couple of weeks. So, if this is a space that interests you, um, then uh, sign up, and we'll have some exciting news coming coming up. Uh, I'll include the that URL in the description of this podcast. Last thing before I let you go, uh, because we've both been to uh, different trade shows before. Uh, I, I, the times I've been at South by Southwest, I love to walk the floor and just sort of see well who. Who's here? What industries are here? What countries, cities, etc.? Uh, what are they looking to talk about? What are they looking to promote? That sort of thing. And of course, as anyone who's ever been to a trade show knows, part of getting people to engage you on the trade show floor is usually to offer some sort of little freebie. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's candy. Sometimes it's uh, swag of some sort. I gotta ask, like on the <laughs> cannabis trade show floor, what what's the weirdest thing you saw? Or something that made you do a double take in terms of wow, they're giving that away for free? Anything? Well, I hope that I hope they're not going to disappoint me. There had to have been one booth that said, "Sure, here are some marijuana gummies or something." I don't know. Are you wondering if I brought some free samples back to HQ? I'm not asking that here in the studio into a live microphone. No. All right, maybe off the record. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Yeah. So. uh, Part of the the journey of learning about this space is learning about the different products. So there are companies uh, giving out rolling papers. So if you're rolling your own marijuana cigarettes, you use these papers. Uh, there's also grinders or crushers. So uh, I I mean I'm I'm a total noob when it comes to actually knowing how to use these products. But I I surmise that it's you know you crush the bud or something, and then maybe you roll the crushed stuff in that uh, cigarette. So those were unique. Uh, companies were handing out. T-shirts, uh, sunglasses, all sorts of branded uh, stuff, and I don't know if it's actually if they're actually able to give out you know THC infused samples of right. stuff. There was a, a company that did have um, you know gummies and stuff like that, but I doubt they actually had marijuana in it. But maybe just a little uh, precursor for what for what's coming down the pike in the next year or so. All right, more to come uh, from fool.ca slash marijuana moment. David Kretzman. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Austin Morgan. 
I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.